I'm sorry, but I do not recognize you. Finn, what, what do we want to do with him? What do with him? Ask him how he's been. Would you like to return with us to a facility which might have what you need to be repaired? Would that make you happy? Yes. Your exposure to radiation levels has already increased. Excuse me? I don't, I don't like the sound. He doesn't know what that word means. I, I do, and I don't like the sound of radiation levels. This was very helpful. Thank you. There will be improved maps in the future. Well, of course it was very helpful. Gosh. Because you're very helpful. Welcome back, foundlings, to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 63. Wow, we finally done it. We've made it to another new number. We do that every other week. Technically, yeah, no, it's every other week anyway. I, I see my players, they're nodding inconspicuously on the other side of the table, looking at an image, not paying any attention I don't know what's happening. Well, no, 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 Alliteration. No. Yeah, yeah. Jaden's gotten lazy, and now instead of writing his his own character intros, he's just prompting Chat GPT. Oh no, Chat GPT. <laughs> oh. We're gonna fire Jaden with Chat. We'll just replace. No, no, Jayden. you just replaced me. Replace it. You don't need Honestly. to fire me. It's just like there's there's no more room in this company for you. We have uh, we've replaced you. Yeah. <laughs> Vinavir will now be played by <laughs> Chat GPT. Vocal AI. <laughs> that makes me we, think. We get a Vocaloid of Jaden, and we just have Chat GPT script all of your lines. All right. So, my name is Emily. I am your game master and host for this series, as well as the editor, the director, the, the person who holds a lot of dice, dice goblin. I don't think I have any other words to describe what I do, so I'm just going to gesture to the two players on the other side of the table for themselves to introduce themselves. I'm Quentin Knott, and I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York with the most iconic intro that will never change because change is bad. And that's why we're trying to change things to unchange the change that happened by getting back to when we're supposed to be. Hey, and I'm Jaden. This definitely isn't like the third or fifth time that I've been doing my intro because I can't keep my mouth straight. And uh, I play Finnevere Avere, the fearless and friendly merchant fiercely fighting for his friends with flamboyance and finesse. He's an aspiring adventurer, always aiming for new accomplishments with his admirable altruism and astute mind. Thanks. Astute. Yeah, he's astute. I mean, he was a student of some really boring wine stuff for like <laughs> six whole months. No, and this a this student, is why I have effectively a catchphrase that introduced my character. I don't have to worry about all this shenaniganry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all fine. I'm just looking at this beautiful home screen on our forge, which we call, uh, we can look at, but nobody else can look at. And oh, yeah. you guys can. Oh, look at all around. those images and pictures. Oh, Bye. the audience would love this if they could see it. I don't know if they would. Yeah. Anyway. But we're a podcast. 
But we are indeed a podcast. We have all these amazing visuals that you'll never see. I guess then we should get started. Emerging from the ruins, our party elected to return to Lamb's Respite after retrieving their friend, Pal. But they soon discovered more ominous omens in the Seeker base. Large numbers of Seekers have gone missing, their names removed from the ranking boards. And not only that, but as Lord Eden returned from her excursion, she cryptically expressed that she had far worse news to share with the group. And that is where we're going to be picking back up. So yes, gentlemen, uh, if I remember correctly, we have all regathered after you guys kind of split temporarily. We're all in the basement. Yeah, we're all back in the basement. There's Pal. And then Eden ran by us and was like, Ugh, I don't want to, but I probably should talk with you. Meet me in my office. She didn't say anything of those sorts. Sounds exactly Um, what she said. Definitely not. But instead, I can tell you that as Eden had brushed by you, she informed you that she had relatively worse news to share. However, you can see that she has a very stern look on her face, as per usual for her. Then she seems to direct her attention towards some of the archivists in the room, and she says, Shut the gate down. No one goes in or out without my permission. Zora, and you see as Zora has actually made her way down the stairs, she's actually just arrived. Recall anyone left who is within our region. If any are still delving, tell them they will need to find an alternative way out if they are unable to stay where they are. Ah, yes, ma'am. Uh, any reason in particular as to why? She glares at her and then curtly turns back towards you and gestures. Come with me. We have much to discuss. And she begins to walk away up the stairs towards that little elevator section that you know exists. You can tell that her gesture was towards the entirety of the group. For you, this is very strange, and you can tell that there is something wrong. Right. That's what I was assuming. It's like, if she is asking for all of us, that's not an occurrence that has generally happened before. Generally, our meetings are private, so it was strange that she wanted hmm. the entire group. Hmm. Very, very strange. Strange. Right? Very strange. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 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 you, you, you heard the woman, guys? After her. I mean, just followed her office, I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, this is weird. I agree. I thought your girlfriend would want to, like, see you later or something. There's no plenty of time for later. Right. All right, Finn, come along. Oh, that, that, uh, okay, um. What, you don't want to go to the principal's office? Look, I don't think this comes as a surprise to you, but she scares me, like, a lot. She scares everyone. That's part of her charm. I suppose. Hopefully I won't have to say anything. I mean, listen, would you rather your leader be scary or a pushover? He has to think long and hard about that, considering what he's been through lately. Hard to say. (laughs) Momentarily, Kelsey kind of turns back and uh, Finnevere, she's next to you. She turns and you can see that she kind of like gives a little wave towards Pal as you are making your way up the stairs. Following after Eden... And you see that she goes to the recessed area in the wall using her Seeker's badge, and she presses it up on the wall, opening up the elevator in which she steps inside of. She gestures for you all to get in, although the space seems a little bit more cramped than, than this time around, since it's going to be you and your seven-foot-tall Eden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, our three other <laughs> Like, just five people in this tiny elevator. 
two of these people are very large. Uh, we we all cram our way in, I guess. Do you all? I mean, Smoot would go in. Okay. Oh yeah, no, Finn's too afraid to not follow orders. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, everyone shuffles into this elevator, and you can see in a similar fashion to the ruins that you guys had traveled in recently with the elevator. How. Charles, you're familiar with this. I don't know if you had a chance to travel in this elevator. Oh, hard no. <laughs> no, this, this, this okay. is so only this stairs is... for uh, this low-class life okay. form. Okay, so this is new to you. You've experienced an elevator now. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> one out of ten. Do not recommend. Almost died. This one is also relatively awful. <laughs> Except it does seem that this is enclosed, but you can see the outer walls of the tunnel that it is traveling through. You can see that it is surrounded almost by a steel frame and then there's glass panes which light up outside and you can see like the stone as it's traveling up. Uh, uh, so Finn is visibly discomforted but uh, he wants to see what Valen's like because he also had a hard time with elevators last time. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a perception. You can you can uh, look at it like, oh my gosh, natural 20! He sees all things. All right, what's your total? A total of 30. Wow. It's pretty pretty dang good. All right, best roll all night. Used on checking if Valen's uncomfortable. <laughs> Valen is peeking at you, and you both are looking at each other and then looking back towards the wall. There's just this wide-eyed look, but Valen is standing very straight and just upright and rigid. He appears very uncomfortable with the situation, especially because there's two extremely tall people like next to him. Kelsey's in between you and him. So you both are like looking back and forth to each other. Kelsey's just like... I imagine like we're having this conversation just with looks and it goes something like, I hate this. I thought we were done with this. Right, right. Finn, what, what the hell is happening right now? Why are we here? I don't know, but I don't like it. Please make it stop. The walls are moving again. I feel sick. I feel like this space is closing in on me. All of this is happening with eye signals only. (laughs) Uh. This elevator travels much faster, though, than the previous one. So much worse. (laughs) Because the walls is flying by. Uh, The walls are flying by. He's experiencing (laughs) G-forces. Finn's not used to the idea that I'm using a thing to transport myself, and if something goes wrong, I'm just dead. Usually you have a lot more control. Like, if you're on an animal, you could jump off and, like, probably survive. You might be able to jump off this. Just I don't think you're surviving. Uh, but, yeah, so after a few minutes, not even minutes, after, like, about 30 seconds, you feel as this elevator comes to a halt quickly. Like, the sudden but smooth halt. And the doors part. And you see, in front of you, is Eden's office. There is a large wooden desk situated in front of a ginormous bay window that seems to look over the central area of the base itself, of the keep. That open field where you guys have done a little bit of training here and there. There are several shelves lining the room, but there is also a very large... It's chat GPT. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Jaden's choice of note taking. I need to know. You're like large wooden desk. Jaden's like, is it mahogany? 
I was actually thinking mahogany or oak. Goodness gracious, you people. <laughs> mahogany. The mahogany question mark? Uh, this door. Break it down. This is a hand-carved, hand-carved mahogany. Sure, Jane, it's a mahogany desk. It's very nice wood. Actually, it's dark wood. Ooh, wait, Ooh. like like actual, like canon dark wood? Dark wood yeah, dark we'll wood? make it canon dark wood. Interesting. It's, it's like almost pitch black. Interesting. With some sort of iridescent blue veins. But along the sides of the room, you see that there are multiple shelves, some of them bookshelves, others holding various uh, bottles of drink. I'm so scared. <laughs> Quinn, stop. Mahogany desk, question mark? No, cannon dark wood with blue veins. Not used for actual cannons. <laughs> Do I need to stop note-taking? <laughs> I, I, it's just your choice. Like, let just let him note-take. I just him... need to stop looking at it, honestly. Along the walls, you see that there are various shelves, some filled with books and others with various bottles of some sort of drink and glasses but at the center, in front of the desk, there is a variety of chairs. One very large sofa and two regular seats. She walks in and walks almost straight to the shelf that seems to have a lot of bottles on it. And she seems to grab one. Also grabbing multiple glasses with just one hand and just with one hand and bringing it over to her desk and setting it out. Come in. Charles Smoot would confidently walk in as this is not his first time here. Charles, you walk in, Kelsey following. Quickly after trying to get away from the two boys who are just awkwardly frozen in place after the elevator has come to this halt, Valen pensively walks forward into the room, but regains his posture and brushes himself off before walking over to one of the chairs where he takes a seat. Smoot will just like flounce down very lackadaisically in one of the other uh, individual chairs. Okay. Ben uh, will find a sofa. The sofa's right in front of her desk. Oh, I thought you said there was two sofas. There's no. two chairs, one sofa. Two chairs, one sofa. There's one very large sofa in front of her desk and like catty cornered on either side of the sofa are two regular armchairs. Oh, that's quite the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it'll, it'll stand. It'll stand. <laughs> what a great way to make things awkward. Okay. As you all have entered into this room, please make a perception check to see if there is anything else that you may or may not notice. 22 for Charles Smith. And 17 for Finn. Okay. Finn, uh, Finn, you are most certainly very nervous about the situation, you do make note of the fact that she is uh, putting out these glasses, which they do appear to be wine glasses, at the very least, something that you've learned being with your grandfather. And he's <laughs> told you all about different quality of glass as well and how it can change the taste of wine. But Charles, you can see that this woman's stoic facade seems to slip a little. And you see this wearied expression that is now coating her features with sunken circles that have formed under her eyes. But you can also see, both of you, with, with much ease, she just takes one of her nails and sticks it into the cork and pulls it out, placing it back down onto the desk. And then she begins to pour wine liberally into each of the glasses. Oh, I agree. It's kind of been that kind of week. <sighs> of course, and it's not good to drink alone. She gestures for each of you to take a glass before no. she takes a seat behind her desk. 
now. I'd like to point out that Finn virtually never drinks, but he'll take and he'll he'll sip because he doesn't want to uh, would be an insult, as would be uh, something he'd be taught while he was away. Valen reaches and takes a glass, and Kelsey also reaches and takes one awkwardly, not sure of what to do with it. Yeah, Charles Smith definitely grabs a glass. Finn will take a sip. Um, can he... I mean, he's been studying wine for months. Uh-huh. So... Uh, can he try to learn a little bit about, about the do wine? Do you have like, lower alcohol? Uh, I believe I do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Second best roll of the night used to determine this alcohol. 30. <laughs> Upon taking a very light sip, running it around the palate of your mouth, swishing it around, you recognize this taste. At the very least, it's overall familiar. It tastes like one of your grandfather's brews. Now, I know I'm known for my very cheery and cordial demeanor, Eden, but I highly doubt you brought us here to have a drink. What seems to be bothering you? Um, she raises a finger as she just continues to gulp down the wine and pours herself another glass. It takes a little while. I mean, Does she get through multiple glasses <laughs> before she answers me, or like, what's going on here? There is most certainly an awkward silence that has filled the air, seeing that Kelsey is mostly just taking a little tiny sip. Valens drank about half of his, and Finnevere is currently thinking about what he's just put in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Smoot is drinking this incredibly improperly and is just drinking it like grape juice and just like swig, like swig after swig. Swig after swig. Yeah. Oh my. You think you're getting more. Okay. She chuckles. <laughs> Courtesy of Baron Asher. And she passes you the bottle. Which, Finnevere, if you want, you can take a perception since the bottle's not directly in front of you. But Charles, you would see... Like, when she says that Finn would study her face and become instantly visibly uncomfortable. She does not seem to make any abnormal facial reaction. She's very neutral in it. Although it does seem that there's definitely enjoyment of the wine itself. Charles Smoot will take a passing glance at the bottle. Yeah. See if it's anything interesting. And would Finnevere uh, try to look at the bottle see what it is or? Yeah, I mean like he feels like there's some connection here and he's just trying to maintain the, the distance with, with Eden. Okay, roll a perception check for me really quick. All right. Since you are on the opposite side of where Charles Smoot took a seat. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> there's my comedic justice. Yeah, there's the comeuppance already. So soon. Uh, a natural one for an 11. All right. So, Finn, you can't see what is written on the bottle face. As Charles has completely turned it and is just kind of examining the side of it and just looking at the color. However, when you did drink it, you noticed that there is a little bit of a purplish hue to it. Charles, you see that on the face of this wine bottle is written the words Violet Amaryllis. Could I roll a nature to see if Charles Smoot can associate the name with the image that Benavir frequently draws? Yeah, let's just do that. I was going to say you could, but I was like, eh, there's always a chance that you're not paying attention. A 28 for Charles Smoot's knowledge of nature. Most certainly you recognize, or you're at least able to piece together an amaryllis with the paintings that Finnevere has done. And you do sort of remember him wearing a brooch 
and also something about uh, a floral pattern or color that he had in a fabric he bought. And he was like very, very pointed about getting this sort of thing. Smoot would kind of just like shrug it off as a coincidence. Huh. Strange to name a wine after a flower. And he would just hand it back to to Eden. Okay. She takes it, pouring herself a little bit more in the wine bottle. Meanwhile, Valen's sort of also swishing around his mouth. A grand uncle really does know how to make a good wine. (laughs) 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 After a little bit of time of just some idle chit-chat, Eden finally puts down her glass, which she's gone through three of. (sighs) So, I know you have just returned from your mission. I am most grateful for your attempts in finishing it. I'm sure you are all aware of some incidents that happened up in Raylund. Uh, we, we may and or may not have been, like, almost directly involved with some of those, yeah. And I'm sure you've heard some things about their current association with the Red Kingdom. Yeah, no, Desmond, the traitorous bastard, murdered the king to gain alliance with the Red Guard. You just see her eyes get really wide and she just kind of raises a hand towards Charles. You have no proof of that, and I would be careful with what you say, Charles. I thought we were in good company here. You have a loud mouth. Are you telling me you don't have these walls soundproofed? I mean, the acoustics in here are great. I'm really surprised that you don't have soundproofed walls. Oh, ah. Mr. Schmoot, a bit more, Charles, please. Eden looks very confused. All right, sure then. There have been some events that occurred while you were all gone. A formal declaration of alliance was made between Raylund and the Red Kingdom. This would be less problematic if in such a circumstance we were not dealing with the guild being accused of housing a traitor as well as colluding in the murder of a king. And she sort of glances around to each of you, landing momentarily longer on Valen. And I'm not sure if you've noticed since you've returned, although I know your time here has been very short. Our numbers in the guild are dwindling, at least here at this base. This alliance may prove to be even more troublesome. This balance of power has shifted unfavorably towards the Red King's disdain for us as seekers. This has been most recently apparent with their assault against Wolf's Lodge in the south. We lost communication with that base a few days ago. And it is among my fears, as well as the other Guardians, that the Red Guard may be attempting to access its dark archive. So, I mean, I... You say we don't have proof, but if we got proof that Balin didn't murder the king, and that it was Desmond, wouldn't that break the alliance? Yeah, but... I mean, if it was true that Xavier was involved, that would also point some very unwanted fingers... Many faces have soured in this conversation. Eden and Valens are amongst the many. They're, they're more beyond that? It's they're crazy. more beyond that. Crazy. I mean, Valen put down the wine glass. He was... Oh, oh. so distraught. 
Uh, and then he took Kelsey and started drinking that one. <laughs> sure. If there was a possibility of us proving that we had no involvement and that young Valen over here is innocent of the crimes asserted, then perhaps that is something we could do. However, the Seekers Guild is a neutral party through and through. We are not made for war, but war is coming. I beg your forgiveness for being very ignorant on the politics involved. Um, however... Most Seekers are ignorant of politics. That's why they join the guild. Uh, that is correct. That is... (laughs) (laughs) That being said, is there potentially a way that the Seekers could peacefully integrate in blood void being spilled? The system that we currently have is one of neutrality. It's what has allowed us to, as you say, integrate with their societies. We must be separated, lest one nation become more powerful than others. These relics that we house can be dangerous, which is why those that are stored in the Dark Archive are the most dangerous artifacts and relics that we have found. Each base is supplied with one, but I fear that our enemy, this Red King, is seeking to access these dangerous technologies. You know, I'd never thought about it, but from what we saw on our last venture, if a single kingdom had half of that stuff, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of why we can't just peaceably assimilate into the Red Kingdom. If if they were to gain power, there'd be nothing to stop them from taking over this entire continent. Who knows, maybe a few others. And of course, the Red King is going out of his way to make the Seekers look like we are the greedy ones, that we are the ones who are attempting to harm society. That's not what we're here for, as you know, Charles. I don't know. Everything she's saying makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yeah, Finn had some reservations before, but they're dropping. Of course, there are bad eggs in every batch. And she sort of grimaces momentarily as if she's thinking about particular individuals. Has the Seekers made any formal declaration on... Xavier's uh, actions or uh, potential actions. Is he still a member? If he is, he should absolutely have his secret license revoked. Arguably, the guild could do so, but he is not in this jurisdiction. And he is high-ranking. It would be very difficult to revoke that status. However... We must also consider the fact that individual Seekers do not represent the whole. We are neutral, regardless of what members do. Finn's like, he's showing every sign of approval. Like, like he he definitely had some reservations with joining. And, you know, there still is those lingering concepts of, you know, Seekers may die, but that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. (laughs) The world is a complicated mess. As all things are, 
She pours about two ounces into her wine glass and swirls it around as she begins to give a bit of an explanation. The true goal of this guild has always been to seek truth and know, but that's only part of it. We are in pursuit of a resolution to a destruction that is aiming to end this world. There is a legend that speaks of infinite gates, that when they open, they lead the world to be engulfed in numerous horrors. We believe that many years ago, the first of these gates, the Gate of Catastrophe, was opened, which led to the state of the world as it is, the fall of the previous civilization. We believe that within the forest of the Forgotten resides one of these gates. According to the Book of the Fallen, there are nine. But the gate that we seek to intercede on behalf of the people of Westrealm is called the Gate of Corruption. And it is what causes the Darkwood to form, what causes the forest to encroach on each civilization year after year. If we do nothing, this continent will be soon swallowed by that forest all creatures living within corrupted by this gate. You know, you think that would be a really great sales pitch to unify the continent, but no! For some reason, people are still trying to go for power grabs. I mean, it's not like this is much of a secret. I had a close personal friend die because of these, this corruption in an indirect way, but still, it's very serious, Smoot. I, I'm aware it's very serious. That's why I'm saying I'm surprised that people are still playing politics when something like this threatens to destroy all of the civilization we know it on this continent, regardless of who is in charge. Isn't that the interesting thing, though? Believing in something that you cannot see, but you know should exist. The people of this continent are blind to truth, which is why we, as seekers, wish to attain that truth. Regardless, if we can reveal it to the world, perhaps we can stop it. I mean, kind of hard to stop something if your entire organization is being hunted down and wiped from the face of existence before you could even, you know, stop the corruption that's going to wipe all of humanity from the face of existence. Yes, Charles, we are quite aware. The guild has been denigrating for many years. We grow fewer in number each passing day. The dangers of the Darkwood continue to present themselves, and yet we must deal with the politics of this land. She seems to shift in her seat, and she places her wine back down on the table. I am not trying to burden you with more worrisome news, but my choices are limited at this time. With Raylun demanding we turn over the traitor and the Red Kingdom at our doorstep, with ill intent for the people of this guild and its property, we do not have many options. The overseers have elected that we close off access to the gates for the time being. Since Wolf's Lodge has been captured by the Red Guard, if they were to access the gate, they could utilize it to enter through our back doors. So, in the meantime, while we limit their ability to get inside, I would like to send you to Wolf's Lodge... I would like for you to destroy it. You are the only active party that we have currently available. 
wait, wait, wait a minute. If, if we go there and we destroy the gate, how, how are we going to get back out of hostile enemy territory? She smiles half-heartedly. There is always a chance that you don't. Smoot. Yeah. This is kind of like the M.O. Go to dangerous place. Uh-huh. You might not come back alive. Yeah, but here's the thing. Up until this point, everything I pursued and every time I risked my life, it was for my own benefit. And now I'm being asked to do this very altruistically, risking my own life for the betterment of others. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, if it's more of motivation than what you want, what does it take for you to accomplish your goals? And how are those going to be turned into dust if everyone around you is dead? Or Uh, conquered? Aiden, I expect... A very good payday. Phenomenal payday. Great equipment to, to facilitate this endeavor. I don't want to, like, like you said, there could be a literal army of red guards on the other side of that gate. You would not be traveling through the gate to Wolf's Lodge. Oh, so we're going to take the, like, six-month trip by foot. That's so much better. Charles, I'm not asking you to go now. I am asking that you lend your aid in the future. Take some time to think about it. However, there are a few routes that you could take. Uh, hey, Smoot, uh, just trying to get some details here. Like, if we're trying to destroy Wolf's Lodge... No, it's just the I mean, gate, Finn. We probably want the infrastructure of the building intact. Really? Because then, like, with all those powerful artifacts that Finn, they could Finn, get and I, we could get? I, I think the point I mean, is you know, Have you read any that. books on war? I mean, looting is kind of popular. No, no, no. I mean, like, get... Uh, wait, yeah, get mugged profit is kind of our... But I mean, now we're doing the mugging or looting. So we're looting and profiting. We, we go there, blow some of it up, and take the rest and get out. You guys are, like, whispering in front of Eden. Uh, did Finnevere come over and actually sit down at this point, being more comfortable? Yeah, you said you were standing. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's kind of, like, shimmies over to Smoot and says, I mean, he says it, like, quietly, but only as to not interrupt. He's not being uh, su- subversive. He's, it's not a secret. Okay, um, sure. Now, just making sure I understand the rules here, I mean... Never been one for looting, but th- never had a good opportunity before. Uh, so we have to go where? Wolf's Lodge. It's in the south. Keep up, Kelsey. Yeah, but I don't know where it is on a map. Well, I'm, I'm, we'll figure that out in a second. I'm, I'm still trying to determine if that's where we're going or not. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's not even technically where Eden actually wants us. Um, there's kind of been a culmination of events coming to an order. It, it seems like a very long time coming. I'm trying to think how best to formulate this. We, when, when we were in the most recent facility, which we just delved in, there was working or what you call them relics, in instance. There was a functioning terminal. And through that terminal, we had a series of communications with an unknown entity. Uh, unknown from our perspective, but very concernedly, they knew of us, and... How so? Uh, they referred to Kelsey and I by name. She looks mildly confused, but thoughtful. And they requested we come meet them, and said that we would be welcomed, 
and mentioned that they just so happened to be situated and operating out of the Red Kingdom. They said in order to reach them, we would have to go to Taisha. That is very interesting indeed. Tell me, does this organization have a name? Uh, Motor? Motor. Uh, mo mo Mother? Motor? I don't know how to say it either. Uh, it was written really weird. I don't think we could spell it for them. Mr. Smoot. I, I mean, we could, we could try. I think it's going to get worse. No, I think it does get worse with translation. Uh, let's just try this. Okay. I'll let her try and draw out. Oh, um, can you picture it, Kelsey? The word? I can spell it. It was oh. a word. So. Oh. It's just, we don't know how well that word's going to translate for you guys. Yeah, just give me a second. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. I think this is it. I mean, yep. Yeah, All right, no, that's good. That's better good. than I would have right. done. I gotta be honest. She puts the paper on Eden's desk after she like grabbed just like a sheet and started scribbling on it, and Eden kind of looks a little displeased. And you see that on the back of it is like some sort of really important paperwork. What is this chicken scratch? Oh, that, that's what it said. Chicken scratch? No motor. <laughs> motor? Oh no! I can't read this, but. Uh, very well. Does the Oros organization mean anything to you? I think we've been over this before. No, it does not. Um, okay, and then... I mean, they did seem to be the makers of all those crazy relics and the building full of magic stuff. And you say is a word I can't pronounce. It starts with N, kind of energy. Nu nuclear? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. We made up magic mumbo gumbo. Bungbo gumbo is a made of <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, and and the the last piece to this puzzle, um, I didn't fully understand till I continued to work more with the gates. Uh, when I went to Raylund looking for the far traveler, while I found to a degree his intentions. I stumbled across something which was referred to as the key. Then Charles Smoot would pull out the object, which he got from the Shrine of Tribes. Everyone, Kelsey, Valen, and Eden all look on at your hand. Eden standing up, leaning over her desk the entire way, just leaning forward, reaching out, and taking it from you to look at it more closely. I believe that it it's a gate key, but I am uncertain as to where it would take us. But if we were to follow up with the Far Traveler, I believe this would at least lead us closer to him or whatever his intentions are. I don't know if that is important at this time or not, but it, it's possible that somehow all of this is related. Smooth, I just barely learned where the gate was, but who trusted you with the gate key? I don't know. Someone who paints pictures of the past from the future. Right. Trying to decipher that word salad, it doesn't make sense to me either. You know, I've seen equally strange things as we traveled with each other, so it's just, just it's a thing, and we're all processing things. The only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. Oh, yeah. Vibe that. 
Yes. I'm... I can understand why you would keep information from me, Charles. But this alliance between us, the Seekers, and you travelers, and she looks at both you and Kelsey, is highly dependent upon trust. I didn't keep information. I didn't know what this was. I didn't know that it, it was anything until I better understood it. Phelan looks at you. Wait, you got this key from the far traveler? You saw him? I mean, I... It... Also, wait, hold on. That's the reason why we went to Raylun in the first place. Not, oh, hey, guys, there's a cool mission. Maybe we could go up and rank a little bit. Well, okay, listen, listen. I feel a little betrayed. Well, by who? There was a very cool mission. It paid very well, and it just so happened that simultaneously a lot of events happened at the same time. Right. So you met the Far Traveler. The Far Traveler I, gave I, you I, this I, I, met a, I met a hologram, okay? A what? A picture. What? That's so cool. Yeah, it, it really kind of was cool. That's really awesome, man. No, it, it was strange, though. Wait, was this when you went up on the hill? Oh, no, yeah, there's And I said I would go with you, and you said, No, Kelsey, you need to stay behind. And I was like, But I want to go with you. And you were like, No, you can't. I'm sorry, where was I? I uh... no, that's exactly when it happened. That was a really good impression, Kelsey. I... Spot on. Really? I thought it was kind of terrible, but man, she was kind of just... You, get, you do Your get... Kelsey was on point. Uh, you're Kel <laughs> no, Kelsey is impressive. Kelsey is phenomenal. No, no, Kel Kelsey, don't listen to them. You're, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. Okay. Lying is not my strong anyway, suit. Anyway, Eden, does, does any of this make heads or tails for you? Like, can you make sense or correlate any of this to perhaps what we're doing or how we could maybe utilize any of this to our advantage. You said our options are limited, but what if what if some of this is an option that is revealing itself that we didn't know we had? Without knowing what it does, that makes it very difficult. Would you allow us to figure out where it goes? I've never seen this symbol on the gate it is a relatively heavy object, and it looks like it should be inserted somewhere. Where, where, where do you think this would go? She looks at you incredulously. Charles, I have a research team for a reason. You want to hand this over to Musa? My specialty was in delving, not in identifying. If you want this to potentially be identified, we could take it to the archivist's downstairs, but there is no guarantee. This is a very strange device, as is many of the ones that we receive. What have you tried with it so far? Ah, uh, yes, I have tried many things. Multiple different approaches. Um, I mostly, like, shook it. Uh, maybe, like, hit it up against a rock a couple times. You see, she is getting visibly <laughs> angry. And she has to put it down before she crushes it. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was. Obviously. Like you said, our talents don't lie in analyzing and identifying things. Oh, you... He's a brute. 
A hundred percent. I I am more more aligned with hitting things wait, with a stick. Wait, 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 wait. Why would you go to meet the far traveler and not bring me? Because at least I would look at it and be like, oh, this looks like a, I don't know what it looks like, a triangle. What do you mean it looks like a triangle? Well, I mean, it's kind it, of triangular. It's slightly triangular. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, it's got like little ridges on it. What if it comes apart? Is it within reach? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's on the table. I think Bam would pick it up and examine it. Okay. I mean, you'll never get the chance to hold something this important again. Probably not. Okay. What, what are, no, what are Pathfinder second? This is one anymore? shot to look at something important. I know this is a little bit of a stretch for Finn's character, but there's a cool toy in the room. Why not? And plus, he's looking for ways to cope. If you would like, you could attempt a thievery to disable device. All right. Now or never. This may be the one opportunity where and, this is useful. Yeah, right? That, that's, it certainly feels like the highest potential behind a roll. I mean, so there have been stakes before where you have a lot to lose, but this is one of the few where there's you have everything, everything to, gain. to gain. Yeah. All right. Don't fail me. Just because you rolled a 20 on... On Valen doesn't mean that wait, you what? can't roll a 20 this time. Well, Let's your last go. check was a one, so maybe you got out of the... Uh, that was a 17. Okay. Ugh. So. An artifact to your device. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need a bit it's a more. higher. It's a higher level device, so the, the DC is going to be higher. Um, This is like an endgame device. Yeah. What? No, totally not. Um, okay. I'll give you this. Finnevir, you kind of feel the weight of this device in your hand. It does have some good weight to it. It's solid and metal, kind of a burnished bronze. You do feel, though, some slight movement in the piece as you're kind of like fiddling with it and just moving around your hand. And you swear that there is movement where the ridges are, but you can't quite get it to do anything like it won't come apart but you know that there is movement there potentially it could be broken for all you know all those times charles mutated up against rock <laughs> yeah with that information everyone kind of hears you fiddling around with this thing and their attention just is is drawn to you as like there's this very light clicking sound as you're like playing with it finn what are you doing put it down before you break it it's being careful I mean, there's no way he broke it any more than I already have. Yeah. It's going to be broken. It's broken. If you hit it up against a rock, you know, you could have just handed it to me. I would have been more gentle. Well, sure. I would have Take been a crack at it. What, what do we have to lose? I... Do it now. Do no. what? No, I, I mean, you're, you're saying you could have done something magical. Oh. You have this feminine lady's touch. Something magical? Do I look magical to you? Uh, Don't answer <laughs> that question. <laughs> ben and Valen just look at each other. It's a trap. <laughs> well, I don't know, Kelsey. Why don't you just try and do something, seeing as you should have been included in all of these escapades? Make yourself useful. Fine. I, I'll try. I don't. I don't think I have any skills. That's what I was saying. Well, all right then. She she goes over and she touches it, just pokes it with the finger for a second. I don't know what I'm doing with this. What do you want me to do? Just pick it up and just go. Wacha? I don't know. I don't know what Wacha would do. Uh, I would have oh, died man. of laughter if she went Wacha <laughs> and it magically opened. She actually did. 
<laughs> the room is dead silent and then just like everyone's heart including Eden is just uh. it doesn't come fully apart you hear as there's this slight metallic like it opens and you see that the triangle has grown slightly in size as it's spread out the ridges have separated at the center is a hollow triangle but you see that there is this glowing blue orb which then all of a sudden you see as a beam kind of shoots out of it up and then reorients itself and starts pointing behind you. Uh, and it's actually pointing directly into her. Uh, <gasps> does anyone have a compass? Well, uh, um, yeah, why? Well, uh, sure. Is um, it going to kill me? Is this like a sniper rifle? I don't, what did I do? I just touched it. Well, you had shot all over it, clearly. Was that no. the key word? Maybe that was the key phrase. Smoot, you said this was a key. Yeah, I know, but again, the key the key to what and how is it a key? But whatever it is, call me crazy if that doesn't look like an arrow. I mean, it looks it, like a straight line. Yeah, but I don't want to see any, like, But wait, no, space hold here. on. Let me just... She turns herself, and you see as the line continues to orient itself, pointing towards the wall. Yeah, I mean, I think that's our... Our answer there, what does it go to? Whatever that the way. Wall. It goes to the wall, uh, okay, Charles. No. That's the answer. Also, still don't know how you know this thing is supposed to be a key, but if I were to go off that assumption, and this is, goes to a gate, I would say the gate's in that direction. I don't think that's too crazy of an assumption here. You see, though, as Eden stands fully to her height, but you see that her body does that really strange tilt thing as she walks over towards Kelsey, leaning down, and she sort of plucks it out of her hands with her two forefingers, holding it between the nails and raises it up. It seems this is pointing southwest. Just slightly off degree. Uh, Isn't that the direction of the Red Kingdom. Yes, but also direction of many other things, Charles. But these coincidences are rather uncanny. Um, I mean, Eden, if you would allow us, it, it may take us longer if we're traveling by foot the entire way, but perhaps we follow this to wherever its destination is, and on our way, if we manage to pass by Wolf's Lodge... Then we'll go and do what we need to do there. Continue to do this. I don't... This is my suggestion. Well, I said you would not be going directly to Wolf's Lodge. I was going to offer you something as an alternative before you interrupted, Charles. Well, I've got a lot on my mind, woman, just like you, so... She turns back towards you, leaning down, looming overhead of you. I am the commander of this base, and you will... Hold respect and decorum. So your character is currently being loomed over by the guardian of this base, which you know is one of the highest ranking members of the Seekers Guild, which, however many bases there are, she is one of the few. Charles Smoot will not correct his language, but he will avoid eye contact with her and look somewhat nervously down and to the left realizing that his familiar speech has uh, not been appreciated. And he will grow silent. 
she continues to loom over you for a moment before pulling back her spine seeming to contract back into a natural orientation. She's still holding the key. She walks back over and places it onto the desk before she takes a seat. Your options are as follows. You may travel by foot, but that would take you directly across the path of the Red Kingdom's territory. You'd have an increased chance of encountering these individuals. And while disguising yourself is an option, I do not believe that you would do well with the laws there, Charles. Oh, you got singled out. What do you mean? I am a perfectly law-abiding citizen. What law? <laughs> the law of freedom, Fenivere. I don't... Charles, they, they, they really do not believe in, in that... Con- the, the Red Guard are not exactly the most notorious for their understanding. They're yep. very strict. They respect power and authority. Yeah, neither of which you have. What do you mean? I have power, and I could probably beat someone up for their feathered helmet. Yeah, you, that's... you just see as Eden covers her face, and you are all we have. Uh, what was option two, if you don't mind me asking? Pre- presumably there is some gate which is closer that is situated within the Darkwood, which we could utilize our gates to teleport to and cut out the middleman. Oh, that sounds great. I was thinking about the river, but that sounds much better. She looks perturbed by you interrupting again. Yeah, no, I'll be quiet now. I think that was more so directed towards Charles. She's definitely glaring at Charles, but she glances quickly at (laughs) Finnevir. You guys are like guilty puppies. Like, I didn't do it. I didn't pee on the carpet. It's been a long time since I've been scolded by a mom. (laughs) (laughs) That hits home really hard. Poor Finnevere. Oh, I was talking about Jaden, but yeah, Finnevere too. Finnevere too. That's even worse. (laughs) Except for he was probably scolded by Sid for an awful lot. She again glaring at you. As I was saying, now I will make that the last option. Your second choice is to use the gate to travel to Otter's Holt. While it is within Raylun's territory, you would have quick access by traveling across the ocean and then up the river towards Wolf's Lodge. You would avoid land travel and you would have less interaction with potential Red God. However, sea creatures are another story. But that's not deep ocean, so I believe you should be well. And like you said, there is an old seeker base, one that was long abandoned, deep within the dark wood. There is a chance that the gate there could be activated. However... The place is run amok by ghouls and other dangerous creatures. You'll be traveling through the Darkwood for many days, exposing yourself to the curse far longer than you probably should be. So, those are your options. Travel by land, by forest, or by sea. You have time to consider this. You will need to rest. You need to recover from your arduous journey, and I will need to receive authorization from Otter's Holt to send you, and from the 
headquarters in the north for you to access the old base. Uh, where, where in the forest exactly is the old base located? Like, I, I've got a map of the region, but I'm uh, trying to get an idea. Just below Ashby, but between the points of Ashby and the, the town of Maladra. Well, you're right, Eden. It's been a lot today. The wine was great. There's even more to think about than I was thinking about before, and that's saying something, because I already thought I was at a tipping point. We'll discuss this and get back to you in the morning. Very well. Rest easy. Once I have your response, I will immediately try to get permission and authorization, depending on wherever you decide to go. That could take a few days. For now, go collect your reward from downstairs and turn in any relics that you collected to have them assessed. Remember, anything that has not been identified must be assessed by the guild to determine its level of danger. You make an excellent point. Thank you so much for having us, Eden. By the way, Baron Asher is my grandfather, and please don't hurt me with that information because he's after me and I'm trying to hide from him. Thank you, bye! Everyone just kind of pauses. Valen just goes, What? I, I know, what? What? What just happened? Uh, everyone. Just... You know, he's just standing in the elevator going, mm. Wait, I, there, there's a door. There, there, there are doors. Oh, there's a door? And, and stairs that you can take instead of an elevator. She... Well, he doesn't know that. <laughs> Oh, he just goes over the door, starts pressing the buttons, and everyone's just, like, looking at you. Then what are you doing and on about? There is a door that way. Oh, yeah, th thank you, Valen. Um, I'm allowed to use this, right? Yes. Well, thank you. Please, all of you, leave. All right, everyone, you heard the nice lady. Let's make our way out. So, you find yourself on one of the topmost floors. Charles Smoot would exit the room, standing next to Finnevere, and... He presumably has taken this staircase many times and leads Finn down to the mess hall area. All right, well, we, let, let's get some food and discuss our course of action. Ah, that was absolutely horrible. I'm ready for some good grub. You guys do make your way downstairs. This is significantly less stairs than when we were uh, at the ruin. A lot less stairs than the, the, the Shrine of Tribes, gotta say that. Ah, perfectly manageable. Honestly, I'm mildly happy the fact that my room is not located on the topmost floor anymore. Oh, can you imagine if we had to take an elevator to get to our rooms? That was, uh, quite the meeting. Right, okay. Is there anything else we need to know, Mr. Smooth, that you're not hiding from us? That I'm not hiding? No, I think you know everything that I'm not hiding. That's a very... Very carefully worded, and I don't like that. Oh, no, it seems kind of you know, out there to me. I, I think I on. answered the exact question that you asked. Yeah, it means he's still hiding stuff. I don't like that at all. All right. Okay. Ah, oh, this food is so good, though. It looks like it's some rice and uh, chicken. Uh, rice pilaf, chicken. It's no hamburger. Sure beats hardtack. Yeah, but it doesn't beat the hamburgers we had. Oh, hate, yeah, no, those were amazing. What, the tacos? I hate you all. I hate you. I hate you so much. Well, that one time he made steak? Oh, that was so good. What? Which timeline was that? Oh, you don't remember? Was this the one where Valen got married or the one that you were the officiate or the Wait, one where I was a farmer? What? You were a farmer? Oh, and they became fast friends. Oh, yeah, we were fast friends in every timeline. 
Um, I want you both to roll. Speaking of which, are we cousins or something? (laughs) I want you to roll perception check really quick. (laughs) Both of us? Yeah, both of you. Okay, sure. Charles Smith with a 31. Nothing goes unseen by this elderly man. That is. Oh, 18 for Finn. Oh, wait, no, sorry. 18 plus 10 for 28 for Finn. You you both hear Valen kind of mutter under his breath. I'm a little more upset that she wasn't mad that I got married. That's awkward. And then he kind of looks at you both as Charles seem- just scowls. <sighs> what? Anyway, um, well, you said Uncle Baron. Are we cousins? He's wait. Uh, he's my grand uncle. My grandmother is his sister. So that makes us second cousins. Oh no. Oh. Oh, that's really weird. World's a small place. They don't look alike at all. They really don't. Uh, yeah. 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 You scoot that way. I'll scoot this way. I mean, there is an uncanny flamboyance that just must be very oh, hereditary. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, Valen. Valen dresses really loud. Vinavira also dresses kind of loud. What does that mean? I. This is perfectly stealthy and functional. I, I don't speak that loud. I didn't think it was that bad. You dress loudly. What does that mean? My outfit is far more Charles than Smoot, I'll have you know. Well, no, that's what we're saying. You, okay, anyways, that's not the point. So, uh, at the, the, the task at hand. Um, you don't like my clothes? No, your clothes are... You, you look very pretty. Um, <laughs> the conversation. Right. Uh, what, what do we want to do about all of this? Well, okay, well, let's just run over and we can discuss the three options that she gave us. She said we either travel by foot from Lamb's Respite going through Redguard territory. I think I think her words were very flourishy, like travel by foot, by sea or by forest. Right, 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 right. So if we go from Lamb's Respite and go by foot, we're traveling through Redguard territory. Inherently bad because I want to chop their heads off and I don't have enough self-control to stop myself from doing so. Yeah, no, I, I see that as definitely high up on the bingo board. Is yeah. that what you guys call that? Oh, careful, he's learning. If we go through Otter's Halts, we're going by sea. So not only do we have to worry about a arduous boat voyage, the potential of sea monsters, but even though we are avoiding going through Redguard territory through land, there's still... You'd be adjacent to all of their port towns, and they have control of the river we would have to go up. Meaning we'll probably have to pass some sort of inspection. That doesn't particularly seem easy either. The third option seems the most dangerous yet, which is going through Darkwood, having to fight through ghouls, and potentially being cursed along the way. Wasn't that the one that you suggested, though? I think that brings up a perfectly valid question. Did you talk to Charlotte that way? The way you talked to Eden with the woman talk? I talk to everyone that way, Finn. Wait, who's Charlotte? When we were traveling, I heard him mention Charlotte as a familiar term, and I assumed that was his wife's name. No, oh, no, no. I think that's his daughter. Yeah, no, no. Finn, Charlotte is my daughter. Oh. Oh. Did you st- still? I think the question stood, but then you answered. No, I wouldn't call Charlotte you woman. Find- I would call her young lady. What? Wait, I thought they were older, so wouldn't they make her a woman? My point is... To, well, it, she's young, but she's still my little girl. You talk to your family that way? Do you not? Do you see how he talks to no. us? We're family, according oh. to Cece. <sighs> Look, I mean, Sid was my landlord and effectively <laughs> my adoptive father. Don't tell him I said that. But 
I still treated him with respect. I never said anything like, you're the man and you're holding me back and rada 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 like a smoot would. Sounds like you really didn't have a rebellious face. Um, I mean, that was um, a very interesting interpretation. Is that is what? that how people act in your? Wait, wait no. Wait, wait, was that your impression of yourself? If you were more disrespectful? No, that was Benavir. Uh, if he was more smooth. Oh, that was a really bad impression of why, yourself. Why did you sound like a hippie? <laughs> well, you know, man, and so it doesn't bother anyone. Never mind. This is the maps. Maps. Thank you. Finally, something uh, I can get behind. I'm far less afraid of the ocean. I've seen some terrifying things in the Mildwood. We've seen enough of political officers. And there was someone I grew up with who said that if he could retire out elsewhere, it would be a fishing excursion out in the ocean. He always told me how great the ocean would be. I've never seen it. I propose we ask around town, see if anyone can figure out how much it costs to charter a boat. Imagine just being able to lie back for a little bit whoa, instead whoa, whoa, of getting whoa, whoa. attacked every five minutes. If we're going on this quest for the Seeker base, you better believe that they're paying for our traveling piece. That is the least she can do. I do think that would be reasonable. But, uh... And that's why you're the diplomatic face of this team, Mr. Smoot. Oh, no wonder we barely succeed. Huh, maybe we should change that. Valen, why don't you be the diplomatic face? I'm wanted for murder. It's got a good point, but I mean, pros and cons. You really got a way of uh, Cousin? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could try to figure out if they'll pay our fees, but let's have to figure out what those fees are. Honestly, it does sound much better trying to charter a boat. Well, at the very least, if we go to Otter's Holt and we want to charter a boat there, since that is a seeker base, they would accept Crow. So we could use our crow and pay for boats there. Still, no, but like to, to the point I was making, there's this place called Ledgeford. I don't like the looks of it. It seems very much like it would block or, or river cross, like all of this Hampshire, De, DeFord, all of the, the multiple Red Guard cities between us and where we like to go. Yeah, we barely got through the Raylun transport, and that's basically because we're being carried by Valen, let's be honest. With no diplomatic sway in this location, in fact, the exact opposite, we're probably wanted criminals. I don't see how we could get through that territory unscathed, either by foot or by sea. Yeah. Uh, wait a second. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on a different thought. Why the heck is... All of the is that that's the um base up in the upper right corner, right? The what base? Uh, I think it's called Jaeger. That's one of the secret bases, right? Is that the uh? Oh my god! I never even put together that we we have like an entire country over here with like multiple towns. Oh, wait, why is it so far in the north? Oh, that's I why mean... she tries to wait a long time to get permission. So I guess whatever we pick, we really do have to be settled on it. I mean, out of our options, traveling by foot from here to Oslodge is by far the worst. Let's, let's just throw that out right away. All right. Yep. Sudden doom. So basically, either of the Seeker's bases would be our best bet. The more expedient but aggressively dangerous route is 
going through the dark. That would get us the answers the soonest, but it would be incredibly perilous. Potentially more so than going through contested Red Kingdom territory. <sighs> At least we know that everything around us will be hostile, and when we're wrong, we'll be pleasantly surprised, as opposed to going through politically controlled environments hmm. where anything nice could turn out to bite us. I mean, I'm perfectly fine going through there and making heads roll, but it is dangerous, and I won't have you risk your lives unless you are 100% on board. At this point, I do not care what happens. I'm going to get my name cleared, and I will have my revenge, whether it be against the Red God or Desmond, whichever is more expedient at this point. I'm pretty much dead to my kingdom anyway, so what's the matter if I actually do die? Now oh, that's really, uh... Morbid thought aside. The dark, kind of poetic and... Um, okay, There, there's another reason, one other reason, Kelsey, that Otter's Holt might not be a bad idea. Psychic otters. Man. I don't know. It just came to my thought. What if? What if it's actually psychic otters? Why would they be psychic? I don't know. How does that make any logical well, sense? Lambs for spite is about lambs and tigers. That whoa. What? Well, if lambs for spite has to do with lambs, uh-huh. what if tigers den has to do with tigers? Yeah, probably. What about it? That's a bunch of tigers. But that means there could be otters. Okay, you are way too distracted by the mascots. That is not the point I'm trying to make here, Kelsey. Do not remember what came through the transmission of the terminal. I remember all of it, yes. It's not that long. It's been like a day. I might have forgotten like a word. Could I do it word by word? Probably not. Okay, so you remember that they told us to go to Taisha. Yeah. If we take if we charter a vessel from Otter's Holt and we're going around the shoreline and up through the river system, we'd pass Taisha on our way. Presumably the boat's not a one-stop shop. It's going to have to stop at a port eventually. May stop at Taisha. It might stop at Korath. What What are those words you just said to me? Ah, uh, that, that place that's below Otter's Holt? Looks like another port. But, I mean, sure, it's probably going to stop multiple times because we're going to need fresh water and food while we're on the open ocean. Hmm. No, Kel- Kelsey, I'm not saying we're stopping at random port towns for any indiscriminate reason. Whatever motor is. I don't think it's motor. That just sounds stupid. Well, what do you think it is? How, how do you think it's pronounced? There's this weird know. letter in here. I don't know. Do you do you know what this letter is from? You're a teacher. I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Smoot does have knowledge academia, by the way. Then you can roll that. Do you have room in your life for another ominous and powerful figure in your life that may or may not be able to help you? Why do you want to go so bad? Because they told you to? Uh, 18 for Knowledge Academia. The thorn symbol, and it is a TH sound. And where is it in the words? M-O, that symbol, and R. Mother? Wait, also to, to your point, Finn. Yes, I'm always actively looking for powerful people who I can hopefully get answers from because... They are the only people who have answers. Oh, I just realized if that's mother, mother. Mr. Smoot, you have mommy issues. Well, so do you, young lady. They're the mother. Who's the father? It's a good question. Oros? No, not thinking about that. That is the parent corporation. Wait, then if 
if Oros is the parent and Mother is the mother, Mother? I don't know anymore. Oh, then who is the father? I am da, not da, the father. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with us? Oh, God. The point being is if we charter a vessel down from Outer's Holt and we have to make port in Taisha, we might be able to investigate this to some degree. We don't have to full send it. We can do it discreetly. I mean, if you want to stop in Taisha, that would be routing us away from the goal. And depending on what happens if there's a war declared, we are maybe on a time crunch. But I have no problem if this is something you need to do. Oh, Balin, if we're in Taisha and you want to get revenge, you could assassinate the Red King. We remember how the, the whole thing about being seekers and being neutral? I'm pretty sure... Remember what? how Eden said that the Seekers do not control, condone, or are represented by the actions of their individual members. Yeah, and if you get, you know, thrown out for your crazy actions by both this motor mother, the person, <laughs> and also Eden then, and the Seekers, then you're left square on your bum. Yeah, but you would have gotten his revenge. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's nope. why I'm trying to be fed by multiple hands, so I have multiple opportunities to bite. They might actually find a reason to kick you out for that. They might actually make an exception to the rule. But I could never aspire to the idea of assassinating a king. Oh. I mean, I mean that's what everyone expects from you, Raylan. Oh, so now I'm going to have the title King Killer all over again, but legitimately this I, time. I mean, the, the title King Slayer does sound pretty metal. No, no, not really. That sounds like you're the cause of issue. And that's how we get wanted in every country. The deposition, Smoot. All right, what if we do this? We kill the Red King. Yep. All right, I should probably lower my voice. There we kill you. the Red King and we put Balin in charge instead. There we go. We usurp the king. Take over the kingdom. You know, if it was that easy, we just send Smoot there and just fight whoever's the biggest kid in the room and then suddenly he's in charge. That's what I've been saying! No, Kelsey, I expect this from Smoot. Hi. Is this really how your people deliberated? I'm masking how I really feel. Oh, I, I, I need honest opinions on this issue. There are... Tigers and Tigers and Otters and Otters Holt. Honestly... And ghouls in the abandoned base. Honestly... So we fight anything. We'll fight everything anyway. Honestly, Otterhold <coughs> doesn't sound that bad of an idea. And if we go to Taija first and manage not to make too many waves, and plus, as crazed as you are, I really do want to help you, Smooth. So, if this is what it takes, then maybe that's what we need to do. All right. So. All right. So indeed, uh, Otterhold, it is that. But seriously, can you kill a king without good reason? I. Uh, this is. I'm. I'm gone. I will find in the... Uh, please don't do it. Not without a What do you reason. mean without good reason? The reason you would kill the Red King is because he's a dictatorial bastard who is taking over all of this continent. So what we're getting at is he's a dick. Tator. See, the instigator, though, is that they're really like, you know, a council that's suggesting these things and there's... Oh, there is like... Uh, what was that called? What do they call themselves? The, the Order? Bi the bishops? Oh, no, I thought it was the Order. The Orders, and then there's the Bishop, who's in the Order. So if it's a lot of people, I don't think killing one person's really going, you're like, you know, okay, we might cut have off to the kill head a, of a Hydra. Right, we might have to kill back. a couple dozen people. Interesting. 
You are all so gung-ho. I am mildly concerned. Uh, we do need to be careful about our actions. We break for information and meet back up here in... I don't know, what time is lunch? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm tired. It, it, it's like 11 p.m. <laughs> it's late. All right, uh, we'll meet here at the crack at noon 30. Crack of noon 30? Just wake up in the morning. We'll get together for breakfast. We're really bad at this. I think we just need a moment to think, sleep, and come back to this tomorrow. Yeah. I'll see you in the morning, Smooth. Yeah, right. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right, so everyone retires for the evening. Yep. And you awaken the next day. However, you hear a knocking at your door. Your who? I'm trying to think whose Royal door. you? Uh, it would be Charles's door, because I think he'd be the closest. What, what time is it? Charles Smoot looks at his watch. Uh, morning. Morning. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. gets up and answers the door. You see, Musa is standing outside your door. Uh, pardon me, but I have some wonderful news. Musa, I don't think I've ever seen you out of the archives. Speaking of which, so uh, you guys have had the wonderful experience of being under Darkwood for an extended period of time. Are we projectile vomiting? You are actually currently afflicted. As you wake up, you don't feel refreshed. You feel worse. Oh, nice. So you are currently at stage one. You are drained one for one day. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine when we're not traveling. Yeah, exactly. We're going to stay here for a few days until this goes away. Yeah, Eden did say, she was like, you're, you're probably going to feel it in a little bit. Uh, Musa, what are you doing here? I don't think I've ever seen you not in the archives. Why are you waking me up? I have wonderful news. Uh-huh. Uh, your your uh, android friend. My, my pal, yeah. Pal, yes. He has unlocked something amazing. I believe that you and your party would be most excited to hear about this. Come, 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 come. What did he find out? Did he tell you? you, I will show you. Come to the archive. As soon as you get your party together, I believe this would be of most benefit to you before you go off on your adventure. Uh Uh-huh. 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 All right, I'll go get everyone. And then Charles Smoot makes the rounds and collects all of his party, uh, informing them that Musa was ecstatic about something and it has to do with Pal. I don't know, maybe Pal like told him a really good joke or something. Oh, good for him. But also, I, d- I thought he was like tied to the archive, kind of like, you know, the other people we've met on the way here. No, like, definitely. I'm surprised he can exist outside of that space. I don't think I've ever seen him. Like, I didn't know he could breathe normal oxygen. And he went out to collect us? I mean, that's... Well, I mean, he knocked at my door. Uh, I, I got, anyways, let's go hear Pal's joke. And so Charles Smoot rallies the party, gets everyone together. Oh, I feel so terrible. Oh, my body aches. I'm walking downstairs. Why is the archive stare so long? Yeah. That is horrible. This Everything is, about this it. This is definitely... That was probably one of the longer times you've ever been in the dark web. Under it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you guys make your way down into the archive, and you see that there are a bunch of archivists who are kind of standing around Pal while you see, like, these little sparks are flying up, and he seems to be doing something at a table. Musa turns and spots you. Ah, come, 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 come. Look at this. This is amazing. And you see that Pal seems to be manipulating parts of relics. 
or at least scraps of relics and attaching them to weapons. How? What's going on, bud? Moose is very excited here. Ah, hello. Welcome. I am currently making some adjustments to this weapon. Uh, Okay, um... I was told it would be of great use if I could help with adjusting these things. Oh, that would certainly help peop- keep the people here safe, which is uh, a good thing, my, I think. My pal, if you're able to utilize these scraps to fix these weapons, did you find anything here that you might be able to utilize to repair yourself? I was unable to locate anything of the sort. I am currently just working here. Looks like you're doing a fine job. Um, okay, Musa. Pal, Pal here uh, isn't exactly in the best condition. He is in... He is in perfect working condition. No, no, Musa, you don't understand. There is a more optimal variant of Pal. He's not operating at full capacity. If we were able to scavenge up parts throughout the archives to repair him, he would be a phenomenal asset to the Seeker base. He already is. Look at what he has done. Uh, He um, has grafted these parts onto the weapons. Look at them. They seem sharper, stronger, more potent. I mean, certainly. But what I'm saying is is if he would be allowed access to these scraps, he might be able to repair himself and do more for you. He already looked. Ah, I see. Pal, do you know exactly what you're missing that you would need to repair yourself? He is currently just working, and he doesn't seem to pay attention to you for a moment. Hey, hey, buddy, over here. Oh, hello. Welcome. I am glad that you are here. You said you were unable to find what you need to repair yourself. What, what is it exactly that you're missing? I do not know. All right, bud. Well, that's about as useful as it's going to get, isn't it? I am glad to be of a service. You seem upset for some reason. Would you like me to tell you a joke? What is the reaction of the room when he says that? They just all kind of murmur, it has humor. Yes, pal, tell everyone a joke. Wait, they're not going to understand the joke. Wait, Smoot, this is the first time. I'm surprised you really, I'm real. like they've been working with him all night. He hasn't offered to tell them a joke. That's a lot, right? Maybe it's tied to our memory with him. I find it very hard to believe that he hasn't told one in all these hours. Maybe the jokes are personal. What do robots drink when they need an energy boost? A fossil fuel shake. Ah, 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 ah. There's a few kecks and a little I, I, laughter. I was going to say red fuel. Is that a red bull? Red fuel? Is, is an energy drink? He goes back to working on these items. Okay. Do not worry yourself over any of this. He will be safe here. However, I thought this might be of use to you. These graphs that he is doing, they can enhance your weapons, potentially your armor. Uh, speaking of weapons that could use enhancing, um, I procured something that may be of interest, Musa. We encountered another one of these individuals, but it was geared towards combat instead of rebuilding and helping it shot lightning powerful enough to punch a hole through uh, to smoot I have the arm that did that perhaps if you could use its internals to make it 
do that again? Or at very least learn something useful about Pal's kind? I can take a look. Please, place it on the desk over there. All right. But uh, it will take time for me to observe. For now, this is all I want to look at. I have shared with you on the screen um, the graft store. Well, we have to pay for this? It does cost money, yes. Nonsense. What is... Sh- oh, wait, I can get striking. Ugh. So um, this is actually... So we're using uh, runes from Pathfinder 2E, but we're going to call them grafts. A grafting for the purposes of our story. So it's a uh, flavor thing. So this is how you get your plus one weapons, plus one armor kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I only put ones in here. This is what Pal is able to provide currently. As time progresses in the campaign, or if you come back to this location, depending on if this information spreads, whatnot, you would be able to get these upgrades to your weapons as you level up. But you'd have to pay for them. You can only have an equivalent number of property runes to potency runes. So if you have a potency of plus one, you can only have one property rune. But striking doesn't count as property rune. No, it's a found it's a fundamental rune. Okay, so you can have like potency striking and returning all on one object. Yep. So you can have some really dope throwing daggers. It has come to my attention that if I don't turn in this pen, I'm breaking the rules. So he will also have the pen looked at. Okay. You you know that it's standard procedure to have the objects looked over. Anything that you would like to potentially be returned, you put in a certain bin versus a different bin, which you basically put your badge up against it. It registers that to you. Additionally, since you are in this area, uh, because this is the Lambs Sprite reliquary, you also are able to view what they have in Ooh. stock now. Ooh, their gun. I don't, I don't see a gun, bud. I'll have to get one in the Red Kingdom. So just to give you an idea of what's in the, in the graph store, you have weapon potency, striking, shadow, returning, and armor potency. And in the archival reliquary store, you have the option for a blinking nodule, for a cat's eye potion, or um, actually a serum, a corpse likeness, an attractor, an augmentation heptagon, automated cook, growing boots, death protector, and slippers of spider climbing. Okay, okay. Say, saying these names means nothing. Help. I we know. we yeah, need yeah, to like read some of these of out because some of these are really dope. All right. Um, well, we're going to read all of these off on air so everyone knows what we're thinking. Okay. Of. My players are going to read these off uh, so you guys can get an idea. Uh, a lot of these items are from the book called Arcana of the Ancients. I modified them to work with Pathfinder 2nd Edition or to work better with this campaign. And then some of them are actually just regular uh, items from Pathfinder that fit the theme. Okay, so, uh, interesting things. So, consumables, we have the cat's eye. Very simply, it gives you dark vision for an entire day. It's kind of interesting. And also, very cheap. It's only two silver pieces. So, I I mean, when you consider the fact that we just got 187 silver pieces as a reward for our quest, we could definitely afford to buy some of these things. Corpse likeness, you effectively scan a dead body, and then it seems like it's usable once... It is a pseudo-hologram which changes your appearance to appear like that of the dead body which you scan. The disguise lasts for an hour, yep. Uh, The other one that seems super dope is the blink nodule. This is... Oh, I don't like the random aspect, but I do love the effect. Uh, This crystal nodule is affixed to your person, either via armor or clothing. Whenever you would take damage... 
you are teleported 10 feet in a random direction. Uh, your foes will have a minus two penalty on their next attack against you. So I mean, like, maybe a get out of jail free card. Maybe you're standing next to a cliff and you get teleported off of it. Who knows? Uh, some other interesting ones. Uh, we have the attractor. Activate this device. You point at an unanchored item of one bulk within 100 feet, and that item is pulled to you just before the start of your next round. Uh, the augmentation heptagon. Interesting. Again, I hate the random aspect of it. It is effectively the wild magic plus one bonus box. Um, I will say, once you roll that d12 to determine what it is, that's what that is. For oh, the, forever? For the uses that it has. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's this really wonky box that once it is activated, you roll a d12 to determine what the skill or task it is associated with. For the next three days, you have an enhanced ability pertaining to that skill and or task. If you are not proficient with the skill, you gain proficiency. And if you are proficient with the skill, you double your proficiency bonus. And it does have what we call it for um, these relics. They, it has a depletion of one in 1d20. So if you roll a one on a d20 for each day of use, it means it stops functioning. Can so we, it has uh, a breaking so point. So you said once the box has a determined set skill, it's locked like that. Are, are there boxes in the store? that have been utilized and we know what their associated skill is? Uh, um, no, not right no? now. Okay. Most people don't return them. Fair, very fair. Um, the automatic cook, Jaden. This this has you written all over it. I had this one. I made this, uh, adapted this one a lot. And when given water and organic compounds, even ones that are not normally edible, an amount of food is prepared approximately equal to the amount of materials that is given. The meal prepared by the automated cook can apply one of the following effects. The effect must be selected before the meal is prepared. You get a plus one bonus to your fortitude saves for the next 24 hours. Plus one saving throw against effects that would cause you to be enfeebled or fatigued. Decent. For the next two days, the eater can go up to 18 hours without sleep before coming fatigued. That's kind of nice. The meal bolsters the eaters, granting a plus one status bonus to saving throws against any effect which would cause disease or the sickening condition. And the depletion bonus on that is actually really slim. It's a one in a D100. So that's phenomenal. When it depletes, there are equal chances that it is completely ceases to function, spews out impalatable sludge, uh, or creates one normal seeming meal that is actually poisonous. Love that. The boots of burrowing seem pretty dope. Get a burrow speed of 20 feet when activated, and you get to choose what kind of tunnel you leave behind you. You can leave a narrow, smooth, and or no tunnel, meaning no one can follow you. The death protector I thought was really funny um, with the visual it gives. Uh, basically, if your character is reaches death, there's this harness that activates and injects your body with nanobots that literally sustains you and it causes your cells to animate. And then for the next minute, your body moves on its own, like on its turn. It's always moving away from danger. So it's basically like a body just like flailing around, moving. 
uh, at the end of the minute, you roll one hit die to recover hit points, even if you spent all of your hit dice for the day, which brings you back to life. Coming back from the dead is an ordeal, however, and you take a minus four penalty to all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. But every time you finish a long rest, or basically regular sleep, because this was a D&D item, uh, the penalty is reduced by one until it disappears. Also very nice. And then uh, very self-explanatory, uh, Slippers of spider Spidercon. Very, very nice. I mean, Jane, what do you, what do you like here? There's, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I mean, a bit. I mean, we could probably pull together. I mean, personally speaking, it would make sense to strengthen our strong suits. I mean, these... Have you seen these striking graphs? They're amazing. No, no, I, I, I really am very interested in a lot of this. I was going to ask if you needed a loan. And while you were doing Lord knows what, I was working, making money. You do realize that, right? I was making money too, but it costs a good bit to get down here by myself. Uh, all right. So, I mean, like, what, what, what do you want and what can't you afford? Like, I mean, namely, blinking nodules, pretty amazing. That's chump change, man. That's chump change. That's, yeah, that's absolutely chump change. Twenty silver. Yeah, I, I. Do you need a loan from the bank of Smoot? I charge interest. Mister Smoot. What? You took. You technically took his uh his money from the quest reward. He was dead. He's not dead. He's quite alive. Wait, did I take his? I don't think I took his money. Then where is his money? Who who divvied out the money? Because I didn't. I didn't. Wait, hold on. Was it me? Did I did it? Palin, I think this was a you thing, bud. All right, cousin. So, um, you're broke. I'm broke. He, she, (laughs) we are broke. What I'm hearing is a particular portion of the funds was probably spent on delicious liquids. Now listen, cousin. Can I call you cousin? Yeah. Did did you spend all of your money drinking your sorrows away? No, 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 there's still some left, but uh, most of it may have been through the drink. That would have been really expensive drink, so... <laughs> you might have enjoyed the Asher estate more than I did. How is my granduncle, by the way? Well, uh, he's lively, but crafty and... So, how did you learn that you were of the... Asher lineage. Uh, well, it seems that my strategy of spreading my name far and wide picked up a few ears in my grandfather's network, and he sent his personal guard to have me meet him in his manner, whether I liked it or not. He can be quite uh, an individual, I will say. It was very coercive. I mean, like, this was the first time I actually got to meet any blood relatives, so I was happy to go along, but it was at knife point. It was kind of awkward. Oh, I'm surprised he let you go then. Oh, he didn't. (laughs) Wait, you're a fugitive too? Our group is a bunch of fugitives. If uh, if, uh, my name were to be mentioned within uh, spitting distance of Raylund, I'm pretty sure I would be coming back at knife point and that'd be the last time I'd be... We got 300 silver. And your point is what? I didn't get it. You got it. Are you sure about that? I'm I'm very not. Okay. I was in a stupor. I remember this now. I was not well. I barely made it back. And... We encountered El Chico on the road again. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, no, we scared him off. He was a coward. You know, a man with that much charisma 
He's wasting his potential. Right. But also, now, since you made your way over here, did you ever see him again? No. 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 <laughs> no. No. I thought so. No. Charles had him pissing himself and he ran off. Well, I couldn't say you'd be very happy to see him. I was on death's door on our last meeting. Kind of makes you look at things a little bit differently. Yeah, apparently they're training a new uh, mantis. It's a baby. A baby giant baby. playing mantis. It was mildly terrifying and cute at the same time. Okay. I'm sure Smoot cut its head off or something. What? That's no, something it was a do. poor innocent child, right? You can't murder that. You have to have rules and standards. Uh, what if the king of the, the Red Guard was a child? I, I have... Okay, Finn, I... I'll go up to my chest in my room and see what I can get. I might have left your silver in there. I, I don't know. Um, I, I have plenty to myself, though. If you wanted something, I, I can pick it up for you. Well, we should be equipping ourselves. The corpse likeness would sounds pretty useful if we're trying to get past checkpoints, at least for one person. That that means we have to have to kill somebody to steal no, their no, likeness. No, 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 no. It says it. When I, you are traveling in dangerous field, you sometimes come upon a corpse. That needs to be finished off? Yeah. No, 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 oh. no. We, we've, we've come a cup upon corpses. Wait, why wouldn't we just, like, go to a graveyard and, like, dig up a dead body? But what if... I? It says it replicates the whole corpse. So if it's got a giant hole in it... We have a giant hole in us. And we could look like zombies. Oh, we could be zombies. Oh, they would shoot us so fast. What's a zombie? Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. That's a, that's a discussion for another time. Read more fantasy novels. Well... Ah, uh, let's okay. see. Okay, uh, make a shopping list of what you want so I can figure out finances. Okay, Charles Moot will go around town and sell some of his wares that he would that he has not used so that he can afford to purchase things that he would actually like. Okay, so after giving Finnevere his 300 silver, I have personally 530 silver left over after selling everything. Sounds good. So you have 300 Plus what you just got, so you'll have 487. Okay, um, so what are you guys buying? Um, okay, so first off, pal, I want you to make my sword dope. Can I hand him over my bastard sword? Oh, of course, I will do so. How would you like me to modify it? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get weapon potency and striking on that bad boy. I'm gonna get one of these blinking nodules. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting a blinking nodule and I'm buying some of this cat's eye because screw torches, everything's dark, I can never see, and I'm tired of that. Also, these are dirt cheap. All right. Personally, I think Sneaky Sneak is a little bit more towards Finn's side, and borrowing sounds a bit more towards the smoot side. I agree. I was thinking about getting the borrowing boots. Kelsey upgraded her dagger. And I will buy the burrowing boots. Uh, but with that being said, Charles Smoot is going to put the cat's eye and the blinking nodule in his relic bag, so that the two of them only count as one object. Because he already has his shield, then his boots, and now this bag. So that'll count as three. Alright, so, yep. upgrading your equipment, obtaining <laughs> some relics, and um, taking some time to yourselves, still drained. I think we'll have to find out next week. Or next next week. Next next week. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to have to find out what decision you guys make, where you're going. Yeah. 
Thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. We hope you enjoyed. I know the last part was a little slow, but hey, that means cool stuff was bought and and they get to play with with toys. Who knows? Uh, We'll see if anything actually gets used. The point of the relics is they're supposed to get used. Anyway, once again, thank you for listening and we hope you stick around. Make sure you're following us on whatever favorite podcast listening app you're using, whether or not it's YouTube, Spotify, Podchaser, etc. Make sure you leave us a rating and review in whatever podcast listening app that you're on. For every five-star review, I will let my players have one additional relic on them at a time. Wait, how do we check this? I need to hold you accountable. I I know. Um, You can can tweet at us, at RollFound, and you can share your review there. And if uh, for everyone we find, as long as I can verify and check that it's a actual or you can post it in our discord uh that way they can actually get an extra item because i know the, the i'm, I'm going to be reaching out to everyone i know uh, <laughs> yeah just leave us a rating and a review we'd really appreciate it it does help other people determine if they want to listen to the podcast uh, and also helps with the algorithm and whatnot uh so leave a comment leave a review etc all that stuff and it also benefits the players yeah send help <laughs> please send help they want all the items and this is how i keep quentin under check anyway we want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi with Michael Gelfi Studios, Yvonne Dutch, and Monument Studios for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. So make sure you check them out as well. All the links are in the description below. We will see you next, next week on the next installment of The Gate Chronicles. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See ya.